Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? Serving up that Detroit Kool-Aid on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm your host, Derek Oakery. You can find me on Twitter, at Derek Oakery. That's spelled D-E-R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. We we got so much lines to talk about. If you missed the Wednesday show, I mean, go back and drink some of that Detroit Kool-Aid in. Drink it in, I mean, we had a great show. Uh, laughed. We talked some lions. We talked about the draft. I had some f- funny takes, and, and so did my guest, the King of Bros, Stefan, is back. This is normally when I play his music, but because he's coming back to back, instead of well, I'll give you the music again. What the hell, bro? Stefan, you got your music. You're back on the show. You made me laugh. I also had to tear you up a little bit last on the, on the Wednesday show. You're back here talking lions here on a Friday, man. How you doing this week? You know, I'm doing great. It's you know, I'm getting the the Friday energy, the weekend vibes. Sunday is is right on the corner. I'm looking forward to football on Sundays. I'm looking forward to making the people laugh, making the people cry. We're just I'm lions all day, every day. Let's go. <laughs> Do you think you can beat your bro count from Wednesday, which had to be up in the the 20s to 30s? I mean, you, you did good work. We'll need somebody out there to start counting them when you're on here on the show. If you're going to have the music and the sound drops, I mean, you got to give us at least anywhere from 15 at a minimum, don't you think? 10 at least? 10 bros today, at least? Yeah, Billy, bro. I feel you. Um, <laughs> you know, sometimes you can't force perfection, but I will do what I can, sir, just for the people, bro. Just oh, for the people. I- Absolutely. You got to give the people what they want. And what they want is Lions Talk. So we'll do that. Let, let me pull this music down from you. And let's get into this. So, like, I knew you were coming on on Wednesday. I got you back here on a Friday. And, and here's the thing. I want to ask you about Jared Goff, the new quarterback for the Lions. Because you, like most other people, we went on and on all year after year about Matt Stafford. It was always... Man, I think this year he's going to get it back. Man, look at the arm. Man, he makes the throw. He's a great leader. Oh, we like all this stuff about him. The thing we didn't like is we never got over the hump. We never won a playoff game. We paid the guy $30 bucks a year for basically his whole career. And we got nothing to show for it. So the fact that he moved on, it seems like most of the fan base are wishing him well. But I haven't seen too many people that are ultra sad. Now you got Jared Goff coming in here, and people are like, oh, Jared Goff, I don't know, he's not that great. Um, I've been real impressed by Jared Goff. Every presser he's done, he sounds very confident. He doesn't say the same old BS over and over again like number nine did. He, um, he feels to be yeah. Um, um, um. He feels like he's he's bought into the whole plan we got going. He feels like he is taking on the leadership roles, the quarterback. Well, now 
Is he going to crumble when he gets pass rushed and he turns the football over? Yeah, that's going to happen from time to time. But I'm kind of teeing up the question, but I'm curious where you're at with Jared Goff. I'm more positive on him, even though I know he's not going to blow me away. He's not going to be a top five, top 10, you know, type quarterback. But if he's in the middle of the road and protects the football, I think he'd be more than, you know, what we're looking for if we surround him with talent. Like, where are you at with number 16, the new quarterback of the Lions, Jared Goff? Yeah, bro, like you said, just like your takes, he's not going to blow anybody away, but he's going to come in consistent and solid. No, <laughs> he's not going to have that, like, that flare off, you know, off, you know, uh, target, like, type of, uh, or off cadence type of playmaking ability. But, you know, keep the pocket clean. We got the O-line to do it. We got Ragnar. We got Penny Sewell. I mean, give the guy the opportunity. Let him keep that confidence because, obviously, you know, pay, Sean Payton or what's, whatever the guy's name is in um, L.A., McVay. You know, totally McVay. You know, hey, it was close. Shoot. You know, yeah. Whatever. One out of two ain't bad. Um, they, they gave up on him, you know? And I think that messed with his confidence. I think, like you said, he's coming in and he's saying the right things. He's he's showing the right mentality. And I just, I'm just curious to see when that first sign of adversity comes, how he reacts. But so far, I, I mean, I like what I see. You know, I think he'll be very serviceable. And I think he's going to be a little bit of a surprise to some of these, you know, uh, these critics out there. So, so when Jared Goff hits the field and he actually starts playing, well, what soundbite am I going to have to use for him early on in his time with the Lions? This one? <laughs> or unfortunately, might it be this one? <laughs> well, what do you think he's going to give us early on here when he actually starts playing quarterback? I mean, I think initially he's going to have a renewed sense, you know, of excitement and confidence. He's going to have the uh, and the first one going. It just again, I think once some, some, some plays start going against him and the and Lions, you know, show some growing pains, you know, he might have a little womp, 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 bro. But it is what it is, you know. He's a he's number one pick for a reason. Like, we, we don't need him to, you know, take over the world. We got Swift. We got a, a, a rebuilt offensive line. That's going to be our strength. And let the man just do his thing. Is it as funny to everybody else out there that Stefan went to the manual wah, 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 like soundbite and then finished <laughs> it with a bro? Was that just tremendous for me or did everybody else love that just as much? Uh, that That's some great stuff from you. So I, I agree with you, actually. Like, I think... I think it's going to be woo-wees, you know, from time to time. Like, man, look at look at how efficient Jared Goff is in the passing game. Look at him um, make some nice, you know, crossing routes. Look at him diagnose some defenses. And yeah, of course. Uh, again, I, I won't go. I won't go manual uh, bit because I, I got the triggers here. I, I can do it. Yeah, when when Jared Goff is blitzed and, and the Lions don't pick it up, which I think will be less and less with our offensive line. Yeah, we might have a few of these. Or when he turns it over, you might have a few of these. Like, greatest thing ever, me and my grandma on, like, a random Thursday afternoon when I'm off school watching Price is Right and getting that bit when the guy can't figure out how much the Tide detergent is over under. He gets the old fail music, just absolutely incredible. But I I think there are going to be moments where Jerichoff's going to frustrate us, but I can't be the only one that was always frustrated by Matt Stafford, too, in the biggest moments, turning it over, fumbling, you know, when he got sacked. I mean, I always remembered those as much as I did the laser beam through three guys that gets the Kenny Galladay in the back of the end zone. So I just think Jared Goff's got to limit those. And 
here's the thing with him. So you got him for two years. For me, it's like if he's if he's above average year one, then you basically roll with him with year two. If he's atrocious for some reason, you move on from him after a year. If he's you know really good, then yeah, he's still highly paid, but he's going to be underpaid for an NFL quarterback, even if he's a top fifteen guy. And that's a good thing for the Lions. It lets them build up the other parts of their team while they have a more than serviceable quarterback. So I'm actually really excited what he can do. Now, do you think he's got the weapons? The Lions always trying to get receivers, get all this fancy tight ends and all this stuff. Now they're they're going big boys up front on both sides of the line. And do you think Jared Goff's got the type of receivers, speed, whatever it may be, to get it done? Not yet, no. But listen, this is the time where you know, our top 10 tight end has to come through and be that security blanket. Let Goff, you know, have, um, you know, a trustworthy, you know, guy, not only to, you know, pick up a, a nice block, have a nice outlet pass, and then, you know, get a little, get a little freedom down the field on the, you know, down the seam. Um, but no, we, we, de- we, we lack depth, but it's, you know, it's a work in progress. So, you know, we'll, we'll get there. I, uh, I, I think they need to add some more players there. I'm just curious how they do it. Now, somebody on Twitter floated out Odell Beckham Jr., and I got all excited because that's my guy. But I think the Lions are just doing it old school where they're like they're going and getting the actual things that matter in the game, and then they can know they can find weapons, speed guys, flex tight ends, running backs. You know, dime a dozen to some degree. That's why Brad Holmes waited till round four to get a receiver he waited till round seven to get a running back he went out in the undrafted free agent market and got like three receivers that might all dent the roster he also added some other players in undrafted free agency so i think they're going to be like total opposite of what lions fans are used to which is like even some of my best buddies that know football and love the game are like they wanted a receiver so bad at seven i'm like I don't see them very upset that we have Penny Sewell, but I don't need to take a receiver at seven. I feel like Jared Goff can make do with what we have, and if you get him some better pieces either now or next year, it'll just help him a little bit. But you know what also helps him is having three beasts up there at the offensive line that are all you know, very above average at their position. They're paid. They're going to be here. I mean, do you think this is the best offensive line the Lions have had in your lifetime? Oh, yeah, but I mean, obviously you said, uh, you know, I've, I'm not as diehard as, as some of you guys out there, but from just, you know, my point of view, 100%, I mean, it's, you know, it's no Dominic Oriola, but, you know, whatever, he, you know, he, it, not everybody can be Dominic, but uh, I just think the fact that, yeah, we got some, we got some big nasties up front with our center, with Penny Sewell, you know, we, we signed TJ, um, and then also we have, you know, Hawkinson as well. I think, yeah, we're doing things the right way. We're not going to be drafted like a Mike Williams type and just throwing picks away. So, you know, we're we're headed, you know, to the right direction. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a little bit different than, you know, slinging the ball around, Stafford sidearm it, but it's, it's going to be better in the long run. All right, a couple quick things. Bruh. <laughs> like, I, I think that you – you may have slipped up. You said we, we have TJ. That was about two to three years ago that we had TJ lying. He's no longer on the team, bro. Hey, what's the guy's name? What's our left tackle's name? <laughs> Taylor Decker, bro. Oh, it's a T. Oh, TD, TJ. They're so damn close. 
right. The the other thing is is he, that made me laugh is you said you're not as much of a diehard as everybody else, um, and, and then you went on to say, but nobody can be like Dominic Rail. <laughs> I mean, if anything shows that you're not a diehard or might not know what the hell you're talking about is to give Dominic Rayola some credit like he's some Hall of Famer. I mean, come on, bro. Bruh. He was funny. He always wanted to fight fans in his front yard. He he was good for the Detroit Lions, but he was an average center at best. I mean, come on, bro. Bruh. Bruh. Listen, bro. Let me let, me let the people in on a little inside scoop. Oh, God. Here we go. Back in yeah. my day, bro. I was a little old busboy at Meadowbrook Country Club, and Dominic Rayola used to tip well, so, you know, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I, I swear that you, you said that the first time you've come on, you've now worked that into the second bit. I mean, so so this guy, gave you, this guy gave you a 22% tip rather than 20. I mean, is he your pen pal for life? I mean, what's going on here? Hey, we shared a beer once. I think that means something. He's still a tchotchke. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't fix that <laughs> fact. And he was Dominic re- roll over to me. I mean, this guy was getting bowled over half the time when I watched him. I mean, he said all the right things. He sounded like a tough guy. But when I watched him on the football field, I mean, I don't I not so much. So, um, I mean, hey, Dominic real. I hope you're doing good there, buddy. <laughs> That's what I think about. Yeah, but um, anyway, let's uh, let's see what else we got here. So let, let let's do this. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll get our great sponsors in here. When we come back, I want to I want to talk to you about where the Lions are at in regards to this rebuild. I mean, me and you have hit up a couple Piston games back in the day. I mean, everybody knows that's known me for a long time. I was a I was a Jordan guy growing up, but I was a huge Piston guy before they they won that that championship. And, and people, you know, I told them it was going to happen. It happened, and they almost repeated if Rashid would actually like not double the inbound or, or guard Robert Ory, we'd have a couple rings. So, so me and you know hoops. I mean, you always say you can beat me in hoops, which we all know is just absolutely felonious. I mean, felonious. I I don't know if I could find my she drop, but I mean, we all know that's true. Like. So where are the Lions at in regards to their rebuild, their retool, their new talent versus the Pistons? I mean, Steve Eiserman, the legend, is back here in Detroit. He's bringing back the Red Wings, even though I always go to my buddy Chops and go, are the Red Wings ever going to win a damn game? I mean, it's been almost like 10 years now, and I keep hearing like, oh, they're getting it together. They're getting this guy. And then they always are like the worst team in hockey. So I feel like years ago, we were always the best team in hockey. So we got to kind of flip the script there, bro. But let's go ahead and take our break, come back, and let's talk about where they're at. I mean, you got some strong takes on this. Like, you're going to compare the two, cross sports. You got your hand on the pulse of Detroit sports. Where are you at, bro? I got my hand on everything. Just wait, bro. You just wait. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I can't wait to hear what he's got stirred up. Everybody listen to our sponsors. It really helps out the show, and it helps out if you hit that subscribe button. You give me a follow on Twitter. You give the show a good five-star review. All that stuff helps out. So, everybody, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. 
Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, I am fired up. I am excited to tell you about one of our new great sponsors. Now, by now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, it's time to go see what the buzz in the Dynasty fantasy community is all about. Free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, and so much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Do you think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction. So here's what I need all you guys to do. Head over to Reality Sports Online. You'll hear me talk about it on the show and call it RSO. Head over to Reality Sports Online and check them out right now. Everybody, I want to take a quick pause and tell you about my other Lions podcast. Now, you know on this show, I serve up that Detroit Kool-Aid on Wednesdays and Fridays. But on my other podcast, that drops on Thursday mornings. That's called Believe. And that's spelled B-L-E-A-V in Lions. Believe in Lions with myself. And Lions legendary safety, Benny Blades. That's right. Me and Benny Blades chop it up talking football. He's hilarious. He makes me laugh. We get in a bunch of arguments. And, you know, he talks about the you all the time. But Benny also talks about the Detroit Lions. He was a great player on the field. He has great stories. Love his football knowledge across the board. We have a bunch of fun. So everybody, hit that subscribe button. Find it on your favorite podcast platform. Again, that's Believe in Lions with myself and Benny Blades on the Believe Podcasting Network. Check it out. We thank you so much for the support. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, can't thank you enough for listening to our sponsors. I really encourage you guys to go check out realitysportsonline.com. I know there's some fantasy football guys out there. I'm here to tell you, I signed up for Reality Sports Online like the year they dropped. Gosh, what was that? That was probably like six, seven years ago, however long it's been. I'm in like five or six of those leagues. They're the most fun leagues I do. Um, right now, I'm involved in two 32-team rookie drafts so it's about as close as you can get to being brad freaking Holmes. of course i'm dominating i've got crazy good squads it's a ton of fun so go check them out you can do the small leagues too an eight ten team or whatever you want to do there's contracts involved it's really fun and it's really easy to do so if you love fantasy football go check them out for sure and our other great sponsors and 
We're back here with Stefan, the king of bros, and he says he's ready to go, bro. And he said he's got some strong takes. So the Lions, the rebuild against what the Pistons are doing. I want to hear your Pistons take first. Where are you at with the Pistons? They got three first rounders this year and they got some exciting players. Do they have any like guys that are going to show up on like the NBA's program or the the all-star game weekend? No, but. I think they're fun to watch. They've totally kind of flipped that team upside down. What do you think about the Pistons these days? You know, bro, I, I'm oddly excited. You know, they suck this year, which is totally fine. I think they did things the right way. They let a few veteran players get some get some run in, begin the season. They sprinkled in some of the young talent. We got Killian Hayes. We got Sadiq Bay. We got Josh Jackson. You know, we got, we got a lot of young potential, and we also have – a really good shot at a top three, definitely a top five pick. I mean, I hope you got as a top three because after the top four, my Lord, there's a huge drop off this year in the draft. But anyway, I think it's huge. We get a top three pick and in the NBA, you know, one, two players with a solid, you know, a solid core around them can, can really make a lot of, a lot of noise, especially in the East. So yeah, man, we're, our trajectory is definitely um, going to take a turn, you know, upwards very soon here. So here, here's my quick take on the Pistons. Like I, I love Isaiah Stewart. He's so fun to watch. He's just like a better, more athletic, more skilled Ben Wallace. Um, you, you know, Killian Hayes. Like he's got such a swaggy game, and like you never saw me in my heyday. But like I'd go out in the streets of the of Dayton, Ohio, in the inner cities. You know, the ghettos. We play like street versus street hoops, and I'd just be crossing up fools, dropping people on the ground, and one mixtapes. Oh. Baby, you know what I'm saying? Oh, baby. I mean, I was a late, even in college, I was straight up just embarrassing fools like uh, on the court. This is what I did. So, like, I love Killian Hayes throwing lobs, some of his cross up moves, but like, he hasn't wowed me with his shooting or whatever. I mean, um, y- you know, Sadiq Bay just dropping three balls all day, every day. Bay Bay. I mean, this guy, <laughs> he looks like he's 40, but he plays like he's, you know, 19 and he's got game like he's been in the league for a handful of years. I absolutely love him. So I don't know. The Pistons, I don't know how they're going to find like a blue chipper, but I feel like they are only a piece or two away from being right back in the playoffs and being competitive and they're fun to watch. Like anytime I get a chance to watch, but I can't say I tuned into more than probably 10, 12 piston games throughout the year. And I always kind of had it on the background when I would actually watch, I was like, man, you know, they, they would always like hang in there and then lose at the end, which is actually what you want when you're rebuilding and you've got some promise and all that. So I kind of think they're doing everything right, to be honest. Um, you, you watch any hockey? You watch any hockey recently? I mean, <laughs> you watch any Red Wings or you got any takes on what Stevie Y is doing or no? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I know you were you know, dogging on the wings how we keep saying, oh, we're close, we're close, just wait, <laughs> just wait. But I think it's a big, it's going to be big if we get rid of Blaschel. Uh, you know, he showed promise in Rapids, but he hasn't translated to the league. I do think the Wings actually has some really just crappy luck when it comes to the draft. I mean, we've got screwed out of some top picks, like just unbelievable, weird circumstances that, you know, we should be getting the top one or two picks and then things just don't go our way. But nonetheless, Stevie Y, thank God he stayed around. He came back. I think if he hires a new coach and, you know, we really rely on a solid goalie, 
I mean, hockey has this dumb thing called puck luck. You know, we can scrape and claw way to playoffs, you know, a couple next, you know, two years or so, you know, we can get hot. We can, uh, we can rely on just a, a big name or two and uh, a really hot goalie, at least get some excitement back into the stadium because right now it is just awful and kind of depressing, but I still like, you know, I like the two, three year outlook. Man, I, I gotta say, this Wednesday and this Friday show, Stefan, I mean, you're bringing some good takes. You're also, like, letting me dominate the show, which makes it better overall. So, you're doing great on both sides of the fence here. And, oh, and, thanks, and, man. And, th- and, th- and th- those were interesting <laughs> hockey thoughts by you. I do think they need to find a big-time goalie. I am sick of hearing, well, wait till next year. We have got screwed in the draft. Puck luck is a real thing, because, again, unlike you, I mean, I did play hockey back in the day. I, I did drop some goals on some people. I, I, I did lay the lumber to some people along the far boards. If they got in my way, I had to just lay them out. You know what I'm saying? So, like, again, I could beat you on the court. I could beat you on the ice. I mean, I, I basically beat you in everything else except golf uh, that, that we compete in. So, I mean, I, I got to agree with you again on that, just like you agree with me that I'm the superior athlete. I, I never <laughs> – lose to you and anything whatsoever well you got that other stupid sport that they play on the pitch i mean i wouldn't play that if you paid me i mean these guys you can't even put the ball in that gigantic net i mean it's absolutely embarrassing but i mean any real sports i mean we all know what's going to happen right bro i don't know if you know this or not but they used to call me chris osgood in the streets a street hockey legend back in harper woods baby and you, I'm from the you east side. Remind oh, me, like, you know, you remind me of Chris Osgood. How about the east Oscar? side of Detroit? Play, <laughs> playing street ball with some real people. Enough said. Next time. Oh, oh my goodness. So, so like you said, Lions fans, we're getting back to Lions football. So, again, I'm more optimistic on the Pistons. Red Wings, I think, are, are putting some framework together, but are still just taking too long, in my opinion. The Lions have crept up on the city, and to me, this is the team of the city. I mean, we're not going to speak about the sport that we shall not speak of. No one cares. They're an abomination. It's a horrible sport unless you're going on date night, which we know Stefan does every other day with his lady. I mean, other than that, it's like uh, there's no reason to to, to go visit that venue. But where you want to be is where me and Stefan will be, which is in the fall at Ford Field rocking and rolling for the Detroit Lions because the Lions were just they were horrible under Matt Pat I mean again I admit that I'm wrong because it's like yeah I I I tried to hang in there I thought he'd get it together I thought he'd get that pets pencil out of his you know what and and, and figure out how to actually coach defense that was what the guy was supposed to do and we were the worst defense of all time all of a sudden, we broomed out those jabrones, and now we got new excitement, better better new athletes. We're actually going to have coaches and know what the hell they're doing. Like, I, I feel like the Lions are the number one team in the city in regards to direction. Uh, we got tons of draft capital. We've got young players that people want to watch, whether it be Hawkinson, Swift. You know, what? what's the quarterback going to do? What are these new big boys up front going to do? Are they just going to bully people? Are we going to be the bullies of the NFC North now? I'd love to see it. So are you in agreement with me that, yeah, the Pistons are doing some nice things. Yeah, you know, Stevie will probably get it together. But I don't think it's just the Detroit Kool-Aid talking that the Lions are the team. That's the team that's on the best path as well as 
that's the team that's going to get the city going nuts if they can get over the hump when they get over the hump. And when they put some legit W's both in the playoffs and beyond together, it's going to be crazy. Oh, it's going to be wild. Like, just showing a pulse, Detroit Lions fans go crazy. I mean, the energy that's going to be coming back is, is you know, post-COVID, get some, some you know, lockdown stuff out the way, um, you know, show some nastiness, some ter- determination, some actual, like, legitimate professionalism as an organization, uh, you know, it, it's, it's all good stuff. I mean, like I said, that's going to be the one that really drives the sports, you know, narrative in, in the, in the city. Um, and I think for the first time in a long time, bro, like we, we actually have real foundations to build off. So, you know, it's not just a, a breaks to go this way for the, you know, a draft pick or two in hockey or basketball. Like we have a direct, you know, plan of attack, and we got the right pieces to actually ex- you know, execute the plan going forward. So, yeah, I can't be more excited, you know, especially after how depressing things have been lately. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's let's just get it going. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to be back at the field and, and see some, some football again. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, man. <laughs> oh, man, there's nothing else to say, Steph. You got me hyped up. Let's do this. You did a good job there, but we got a, we got a few more minutes here on this show in this segment. We're doing some short, tight, fun shows that people can listen to on the drive to the car. If you're hitting the gym, the treadmill, you know, you want to tune out your boss, put the old earbuds in and listen to this for 30 minutes at work. Like, this is what we're doing this week on the show. So let's end it with this. I feel like we've done a good hype job on these two episodes this week. But but let's give the people even a little bit more, a little bit more hype. And I'm going to start my hype with the playmakers. I, I feel like everybody's sitting around going, oh, the Lions don't have any playmate. They don't have any wide receivers. What are they? They're going to be horrible on offense. Oh, they, they're going to win five games. Stefan, let me tell you this. Like, Brad Holmes said in an interview that, you know, you can turn around a receiver core pretty quick. He He also said... That you know, people are going to be pretty pleased with he what he ends up coming up with. So the fact that he has Tyrell, Perriman, Cephas, Saint Brown, Hawkinson, Swizzle, Jamal, Swaggy Jamal, uh, he just brought in Jefferson in late in the draft. Goff, a dominant, yeah, you heard me, people, a dominant top. I'm putting him in a top eight already with top five quick upside offensive line, like. The Lions have firepower. They have playmakers. Their offense has actually been above average the past couple years. So just because Stafford didn't throw in the football doesn't mean it's going to go to some abomination or or just an absolute tire fire for for NFL football. They're going to be above average. They're going to surprise some people. And just imagine. Let me hype you people up with this. Just imagine if Brad... Brad Holmes and Dan freaking Campbell go out and make themselves a little sneaky trade. What if they go get a playmaker on the outside? What if they what if they go add a big name? I mean, I don't know. Last time I heard, there were some big name receivers out there that might be available. I'm not going to name any names on the show. We might see what Brad Holmes does. Maybe he looks at his roster at the end of the before camp. And says, let me just go add a a top flight, maybe a top 12, top 15 receiver that just puts this group over the top. You're telling me we can't roll with Hawk, Swizzle, that offensive line, and a couple guys on the outside and our young talent? I think we got more than enough playmakers. I'm hype about this offense, and 
I'm starting to get hype about the defense because I because the big boys we got, as well as hoping that Tracy can come back and Mr. Okuda can actually guard someone for once. So g- give the people a little hype. Pick out a topic, hype them up, because I want to hear what you got. I know you got a little juice there for one, for one yeah. of the sides of the ball. Bro, what you I'm, got? You know, I'm happy you actually ended on the, a little bit of the secondary because obviously, you know, there's nothing more to say about the offense. You you laid it out nicely, bro. Good job there. Well done. You Thank have you. a show for a reason. But like you said, I think I'm excited. What's Aaron Glenn going to do for our secondary? You know, obviously Ooh. big name. He's he's you know he's a commodity. I think you know he's going to put Akuda actually in the right scheme. I know he talked about that a lot. You know, not really knowing where he was supposed to be, how to do his job last year. You know, so we'll see a little bit of bounce back from him. You mentioned it already, Tracy Walker. He showed a lot of promise, had a huge, you know, downgrade of a year last year, but a bounce back from him, a bounce back from Trey Flowers, you know, recovering from those injuries. Uh, we got the two, you know, new big boys on the line. So, I mean, the defense, they're going to see improvement there too. You know, don't like, we, we act like, um, you know, as bad as they were, it's hard to see upside. But I mean, just the fact that we're going to be on the same page, actually know our assignments, and we got a few players looking for big bounce back years. It's it's, it's going to be entertaining to watch, and it's it's going to actually you're not going to leave the you know turn the TV off embarrassed anymore. You know, dude, you 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 got me hype, bro. <laughs> I, I, I gotta, I got I gotta find my Rod Allen. Woo wee! I know that's somewhere, somewhere. I gotta find it. But, but let me do this. Let me use one of my other best sound bites to close up the gap that you started with, with our, with our DBs, with our cornerbacks. Let's start with Mister Jeff Okuda in year two. Oh baby. This guy is a premier talent, people. I know you guys are all ready to write him off because he had a little stumbling block year one. He's a ball player. <laughs> then we go on the other side. We got the guy that originated the sound bite. His name is A.O. Oh, baby. <laughs> exactly. Just like Duke Tango would say it on the And One mixtapes. Oh, baby. <laughs> Like, this guy's got length, he's got ability, and Stefan, I don't know if you noticed this, but we added a guy in the offseason, his first name is Corn, C-O-R-N. Oh, baby! <laughs> we have a cornerback named Corn. it doesn't get better than that, Corn Elder, and by the way, he's from the U. <laughs> Benny Blades loves that, you know Benny Blades, he's always about that one pride. What pride? What right? That's actually Benny Blades, everybody. I'm on my other show, Believe in Lions. And I didn't even get to Quentin Dunbar yet, a top corner a couple years ago. Yeah, he was hurt last year. There's no reason he can't come back. And then we move to the back end. Are they a little bit thin at safety? Yeah, but we do got my man, Tracy Walker, who's got those go-go gadget arms. Oh, baby. <laughs> this guy doesn't even lean over to tie his shoelaces. Oh, oh, baby, baby. Exactly. This guy has got helicopter arms. He can make plays on the football. He just never did because the other coaching staff, I mean, again, Matt Pat and Bob Quinn were this to me. This is a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. <laughs> Thank you, Pac-Man. Those, both those, oh. they were the worst decision the Lions ever made. And and everybody, this is all live, people. This isn't pre-produced, post-produced. This is me having fun with the soundboard, bringing you Lions hot takes. So Tracy Walker is going to be a ball player. And, and again, Duke Tango and myself are going to be all fired up about it. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, 
baby. Exactly. So this whole DB group, the safeties, are going to be exciting. Everybody is sleeping on them. So, Stefan, I think we've hyped the people up. I think people are ready for Lions football. You came through big this week on Wednesdays and Fridays when you let me down the first time you were supposed to actually return on the show. You did decent your first one, which was, what, two months ago. But but you brought the heat this week. You were entertaining. You kind of didn't talk as much, so I got to entertain the people. You had some interesting <laughs> takes. We played some sound bits. We talked some lions. Like, I mean, did, did somebody give you some Detroit Kool-Aid before you came on or what? Drink it in, man. You know, bro, <laughs> you were on one tonight about your, your past exploits along street ball. I thought I'd let the man, the myth, the legend – have have the stage I'm no, oh uh, baby I'm, I'm, I'm no stranger to the, the spotlight so you know what sharing is caring bro you're welcome the people are welcome the lions <laughs> fans are gonna be welcome when they start seeing the the fruits of of dan campbell and you know my, our boy in the front office's labor there so um yeah man let's let's get this season kicked off baby let's go Everybody, we had a ton of fun this week. I'm so glad Stefan came on. I mean, the next few weeks, Logan Lamarandier is going to come back. Me and have him have had some offline arguments about the draft, even though we're both positive on it. So you're going to have to tune in to hear where our disagreements were, as well as what we loved. We got Joey Christopoulos from the Believe Podcast Network coming back on. Me and him always have a ton of fun talking football, talking NFC North. You know he's over the moon about his team from Chicago. So I'll beat him down about that. We'll talk Lions and so much more here on the show. So everybody, I mean, just drink it in, would you? Drink it in, man. Take care, everybody. Have a great weekend. I'm actually going to let Stefan come back. He, he earned another shot here on the show. We'll get him back here in about a month. And everybody, drink that Detroit Kool-Aid. Love the Lions. Get excited about those Detroit Lions. And we'll catch you next week right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. We're out. Cornbread. Drink it in, man. Drink it in, man.